Welcome to Indigenous Faith with Craig and LaDonna Smith. For the next 30 minutes, we invite you to join Craig and LaDonna as they open God's Word and help Indigenous followers of Jesus Christ learn how to live a biblically healthy life in the context of their culture and tribal traditions. Craig is a member of the White Earth Band of Ojibwe Indians from northern Minnesota and is an author, public speaker, and gospel singer. LaDonna is from the Navajo Nation from the American Southwest. She is also a gifted singer and writer and a deeply committed student of God's Word. Together, they have served Christ for over four decades in a ministry that has taken them to indigenous people all across North America and to a dozen countries around the world. Once again, thank you for joining us today for this week's edition of Indigenous Faith. And now, get ready to take a journey with Craig and LaDonna into God's Word to see what he has to say about living out an indigenous faith that helps us all live lives that please him and gives us power for victorious Christian living. Welcome, dear ones, to today's episode of Indigenous Faith. As we continue down the road of first steps for new believers, we pray that we all are moving forward in obedience to Christ as we establish a strong indigenous faith. As we saw in the last series about the importance of water baptism, sometimes biblical passages can be difficult to understand unless we determine what the Lord originally intended to say to us when He gave us His Word. Thankfully, there's a lot of tools available to us to help us in that process. I'm so thankful that Craig was able to give us an overview of how to do this. This is important because the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So Craig, Hebrews said to move beyond the doctrines of baptism. That's plural, that word, right? That's right. We've covered the water baptism, but what other baptisms are there? Well, that's right, LaDonna. Yeah, we've, we've been instructed by God's Word to, um, uh, to move beyond the doctrines, the initial beginning steps of our faith, and move on to more spiritual maturity. And water baptism is, is an important first step as a believer, but there's other baptisms. And uh, uh, most prominent in what the Scriptures teach is re- regarding a term known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's another kind of baptism that the Bible talks about. Now, this, this particular topic has been one that, over the years, has been interpreted differently by godly theologians, seminarians, denominational leaders throughout church history. So really, no matter where we go with this podcast, it's going to resonate with some, and it may cause other good godly people to perhaps differ a bit with us. Well, all I can say to you as a new believer, if you are a new believer in Christ, is, well, welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ in modern times. We don't always agree on... um, what are uh, important teachings, important doctrines, important understandings of Scripture. But, uh, you know, we, we love one another, and that's all the, uh, the most important thing. I'm reminded of what St. Augustine so famously stated around 400 A.D. Uh, he said this, in the essentials, unity. 
in the non-essentials, liberty, and in all things, charity. I think that's a good statement, you know. In the essentials, we must be in agreement. But then there's other, maybe secondary or what some some are referring to now as second-tier teachings and doctrines. Uh, if there's a disagreement on things, well, let's give liberty to uh, to take differing views on it. But in all things, let's be motivated by love. And I think uh, for a believer in Christ, that is the most important thing. What I do hope and pray is, as we uh, get into this teaching on on the importance of the work of the Holy Spirit, I believe that no matter what camp you're in on this subject, the way we're going to attempt to present it today will become embraced as biblically accurate, solidly in the realm of truth, and hopefully simple to understand. Now, I say that because the focus of our study on the infilling of the Holy Spirit is going to be centered upon none other than Jesus Christ himself. He is who we follow. We pursue him. And what Mm -hmm. he says on the matter, how he demonstrates things Mm -hmm. in his life, what he did uh, is uh, safe territory. It's safe ground. And I think whether you're uh, in in, uh, uh, one camp that goes to an extreme on one side or maybe another camp, maybe what the other camp might think of as extreme on the other way in terms of... uh, how, how the Spirit manifests itself in our lives, uh, I think when the focus is on Christ, it's, it's not arguable. <laughs> and that's where we want to stay. We want to stay centered on the work of Christ, clearly as defined in, in the Scriptures. That's right. The Bible is very clear that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Creator of all the universe, in His humanity, catch this now, was filled yes. with the Holy Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Why did why did God have to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Well, we're going to unpackage that in this study. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating study on the life of Christ and the encounters that Christ in his humanity had with the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's going to give us, I believe, very good guidelines, very safe guidelines in knowing what it really truly means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So in the next few episodes, we're going to tackle the doctrine of the power, the work, and the process of being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Now that's a doctrine we mustn't miss. So what do you say, hon, that we just get on with it, Mrs. Smith? (laughs) Yeah, this is such an important uh, subject and I'm so glad that we're tackling this, Craig, because mm-hmm. it's so vital. And and I love the way the Word says that we. it's imperative that we be filled with the Spirit. There, there's just no other way to live this life down here, all the way to heaven. Than there's to no that. option. And there's no option, yes. You know, I love the book of John. And when you get into the book of John and you... you uh, get around chapter 14 and on to 16 and 17, you're going to almost see total red letters in your Bible. It's like God is, God, God is, His Son Jesus is sharing with us the importance of, He's getting ready to lay down His life. So let's clarify that for maybe a new believer. What does that red letter 
the letter, red letters in my Bible mean? <laughs> that means someone may not know. Well, well, the Lord is personally um, quoting it. He's personally saying it. He right directly. And These are the very words very of Jesus. Words, yeah. Very, very words that Jesus said. So, um, you know, he's walked and he's talked with his disciples for those three and a half years, and they followed him. And it was kind of up and down, and he, a lot of times the disciples still didn't get it quite. You know, like, okay, now what did you say again? But here he's getting ready now after those to get ready to lay down his life. And he's talking in chapter 16 and saying, But I tell you the truth, in verse 7, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But I ha- But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin, because they do not believe in me, and concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you no longer see me, and concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. You know, here, um, this has a lot to do with the importance of the Lord needing to go away so that the Holy Spirit, the gift that would come to us, would come to to lead and guide us in all truth. And in verse 12, I think we have to understand. Well, let me just, let me just um, throw something in here because I think this is important. You, you mentioned here he goes to the Father. So uh-huh. after his death, burial, and resurrection, he ascended back to heaven. Mm-hmm. But then he didn't leave us alone, right? That's he right. sent us the Helper. And the, the helper, helper is the Holy Spirit, right? It's in capital H here, Helper. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes, and then on to verse 12. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Now think about this. He's getting ready to go to the cross, and he's been telling them all along, but they didn't quite get that. But here he's, he's getting closer and closer to that time when he's going to lay down his life for the world to uh, pay that price for sin, and for all those that would come to him, there's forgiveness. So he says, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when He, the Spirit of Truth, comes, that's the Holy Spirit, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify Me, and that's talking about Jesus. He's never going to just emphasize His own self, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. No. He says, He will glorify Me, Jesus, for He will Take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Isn't that wonderful, Craig? Isn't that a wonderful promise? It's wonderful. And, And here he goes on to say here, a little while, he's saying this to his disciples, and you will no longer see me in verse 16. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Now, some of his disciples were kind of questioning this. Like, what? They were kind of whispering probably to each other, thinking, what in the world is he talking about? And do you know what? In verse 18, so they were saying, what is this that he's saying? 
a little while. We don't know what he's talking about. And Jesus knew, in verse 19, that they wished to question him. And he said to them, Are you deliberating together about this, that I said a little while and you'll not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you'll weep and lament, but the world will rejoice because salvation's going to come to the world, Greg, through this. But, you know, when we think about the disciples being with him, body, soul, and spirit, just think the way God made us. There's a natural grief that comes with the loss of somebody. Think of the disciples that are getting ready to the reality of being with Christ those three and a half years, but now there's, they're, they're not going to see him anymore until later. His physical presence is going to be gone. Just like death, we think of our loved ones, especially those that know Christ. We have mm-hmm. hope of, of seeing them again. But we will not see them physically again down here. No more daily talks. Just think they're thinking that way. No more... Uh, what would, uh, who would answer their questions even for, before they asked them? Think right here. The fa- Jesus knew what they were mm-hmm. saying. They wished to question him, but they were like, well, should I even talk about this? No more of that. So they're already, they're, Jesus is getting them ready to understand that he's going to lay down his life, but it's not going to be the end. He's going to be raised. Mm-hmm. And then he has to do that. Because when he goes to his Father, he's going to send back the gift of the Holy Spirit to us. Wow. That's amazing. So really, that helps give context, doesn't it, to a very important passage we're going to be looking at here today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Found uh, actually right after John uh, 16. It's the chapter John 17. That's my favorite. It is is one of the most powerful uh, chapters in all the Bible because... <clears throat> it's uh, it's Christ praying. Uh, it's really the Lord's prayer, right? I mean, remember the disciples said, "Lord, would you teach us to pray?" And uh, He gave them the Lord's prayer, what is called by by the world today mm-hmm. in most churches, the Lord's prayer: "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name." Like, but really, if if we want to name it correctly or ad- accurately, it's really the disciples' prayer, because He was teaching the disciples how to pray. But if you really want to see Jesus in deep, agonizing prayer, and the good news is he wasn't just praying for those that were were uh, around during the time he was on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. He was also praying for you and for me. That's right. He's praying for the person listening to this podcast right now. John 17 is your prayer, my friend, as you're listening. This is the very words of Jesus on your behalf. Amen. And uh, that's what that's what makes this seventeenth chapter of John, uh, what what I really what I call the the real Lord's prayer, <laughs> and so uh, kind of uh, help us transition, Ladonna, from chapter sixteen to seventeen because you know it it leads into what Jesus is going to be saying uh, very powerfully, and he introduces how he himself is going to be. Uh, Connecting with the same power that he's offering to you and I today, the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, in verse 17, Jesus spoke these things and lifted up his eyes to heaven. This is what he says. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, 
you may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And I, he goes on to say, Lord, I was obedient to you in verse 4. I glorified you on earth. I accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Well, he was that, before the world was. What a, what a powerful statement on his yeah. deity. He's, that amen. he, Though he was uh, a man who had his feet planted on planet earth, his feet touched planet earth, the dust came up from his shoes, his sandals, mm-hmm. as he walked. But here he is, God himself, he's claiming to be God himself, who preexisted all of creation. And he says, uh, I, I love that, verse 5, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world began. That's the God we serve. That's the Christ yes. we have surrendered yes. our life to, the one who preexisted all of the beauty of, of, of heaven and earth, the skies, the, the stars, the sun, the moon, the mountains, the, the canyons, the, the, the waters looking out over this beautiful lake that we're overlooking right now up in my home res. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm. He made it, mm. he preexisted it all. Hallelujah. And he's the yes. one we, we, we serve. Yes. And the glory is all, mm. all his, isn't it? Yeah, and you know that Christ prays for himself. He's talking <clears throat> to his father. You know the Lord doesn't ask us to do anything that he himself doesn't do. He rolled out of that. That's an important point. Say us. it one more time. The Lord never asks us to do anything that he hasn't modeled, That's role right. modeled for us. He, he went through it yeah. he can, so that we could, he could show us how to do this. So here, Christ is actually praying for himself right there mm-hmm. to his Father. Lord, the time is coming. It's going to be difficult. Then we transition on to verse 6 where Christ prays for his disciples. This is where we're getting into it, where you said this is the disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where he's praying for is, yes. his followers there. Yes. And then, yes. well, we'll see what it says. It says, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. That's men and women. Right. Out of, out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me. And they kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything, everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me, I have given to them. And they received them. Yes. Just like we receive what the Lord has done. That's what we're still life. doing today. The yes. words Amen. God gave, the, the Father gave the Son. Amen. We see in red letter edition, we're receiving it even today. And we're believing it. We're, we're, we're applying yes. it. We're following it. That's what... A victorious indigenous yes. faith is all about. And then you received them and you truly understood that I that I came from you. And they believed that you sent me. You know, Craig, in indigenous faith we know that um, there are we talk about our own native um, religions that we have in our over five hundred and some federally recognized recognized tribes, and then around the world among indigenous people. But here Jesus is telling who he is and why mm-hmm. he came and the necessity of why he needed to go back and to help us to to get through life joyfully, victoriously. But here it says, for the words that you gave me, I have given to them and they received them. It's important that we receive them and truly understood 
that I came from you. And you know, many religions don't believe that. They say, Jesus is just a great guy. Jesus was a good prophet. He said good things. Even we can hear the world even quoting, even on CNN or um, uh, all the other ones. You know, they, they'll, they'll quote a few things or Fox News or any right. other thing, that your local news. Sometimes they get into that and they'll kind of throw a little bone <laughs> out there, you know. But here, he says who he actually is. He is Christ, the Son of God. He came from God. He was with him in the beginning, mm -hmm. and he's going to go back to him. So here he's saying, uh, I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. And that's a mm -hmm. part of coming to the Lord is when we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that he is the Son of God and that, and that we accept him as the Christ, the Son of the living God, who bore all of our sins. And, and that sets up a special relationship. That's right. With, between us and and Christ, it's the doesn't only it? way. It's the only way and, we can get that. And it's really, uh, he's he's he he limits himself who he's praying for, as he talks about in the very next verse. He's praying for those who are the ones who are following him. Yes. He he's he's not. Is this is an important thing? If I've come to faith in Christ, and I'm say the only one in my community standing for Christ, there is a special relationship oh. that Jesus has with Amen. you, young man, young yes. lady. You may be the only follower of Christ, yes. but John 17 is his prayer for you. Yes. He's not praying. He's not including, he says, the rest of the community. I mean, that's a strong statement, but that's literally what he says in verse 9. Read verse 9, honey, and, and, and see what he's telling that lonely believer out there who feels they're all alone. Okay, he, he's talking to his father here on behalf of those that are still here. Verse 9, I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me. Those that are born again. He's going to do that. For they are yours. He's saying that to his heavenly father. They are yours. And all things that are mine are yours. And yours are mine. And I have been glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. What a special relationship, Craig. Just think about how many times have we come to church or maybe reached out through Facebook or some social media platform and asking per people around us to pray for me. I have a, I've, I'm facing mm -hmm. a big burden. I'm facing yes. trouble. I'm, I'm having a difficult time. I'm grieving. I'm going, whatever the case might be. And we're reaching out to our friends. We're reaching out to other brothers and sisters in Christ. But do we realize what this verse is telling us? It's telling us that the very one we are praying to Hallelujah. is the one who is praying for us. Amen. How do you get your arms around that? Isn't that an encouragement? My friend, doesn't that encourage you today as you're there all by yourself, as you're just maybe one of a few followers of Jesus in your community? Listen, the one who created heaven and earth, the one who had the glory with the Father before the earth was ever created, the pre-existing eternal Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is praying for you yes. specifically. He's specifically singling you out. 
Yes. And then in verse 12, it says, While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me. And listen to this. And I guarded them. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. Crazy. And not one of them perished, but the son of perdition. Okay, now he had 12 disciples, right, Craig? Twelve disciples, yes. but one, mm-hmm. one was lost. That's right. The son of perdition is what they're talking about, and that would be Judas. Judas. Yes. So that the scripture would be <clears throat> fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world. Why is he speaking this to us, Craig? So that they may have my joy made full in themselves. Mm-hmm. I have given them your word. And listen to it. Listen to this. Life is hard down here. And this is why we need to be filled with the Spirit. Why? He goes in verse 14 and he says, I have given them your word to those that have accepted Christ. And guess what? The world has hated them. Why? Because they're not of the world. We don't think like them. We don't talk like them. We don't go that way. The way that the world goes, yes, we live among them. Mm. And we enjoy a lot of things with people that are unbelievers. But the world, they are at enmity with God. They mm-hmm. don't, they, they're not coming to the Lord. They don't want to live that way. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I don't want to obey anybody but myself. I'm me, myself, and I. But here, the Lord is telling us, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. You know, Jesus was down here. He walked. But all the time he did, he obeyed his Father. He didn't mm-hmm. do his own will. He didn't do what he wanted to do yeah. or what he felt like he needed. You know, he was, he was right on, mm-hmm. right on in, in doing, being obedient to the Lord all the way to the mm-hmm. cross. Thank you for joining Craig and LaDonna Smith and the Indigenous Faith Podcast. We trust today's episode has been an encouragement to you and helpful to you as you grow in faith as a follower of Jesus Christ. You can subscribe to this weekly broadcast and receive notifications when the next episodes are available. Simply follow the prompts on the tribalrescue.com website or the podcast platform you're using to sign up today. Don't forget to visit the Smiths website, tribalrescue.com, to learn more about the Smiths and Tribal Rescue Ministries. Be sure to visit their online store, where you can find more indigenous faith resources, including Craig's six-part DVD video series, and his six-part audio CD version of the same teaching. Also, Craig takes you deeper into the scriptures in his recently released Indigenous Faith paperback book, which will help you learn the secrets to a strong indigenous faith. All these resources, and other great books authored by Craig and LaDonna, can be accessed at their online store when you visit tribalrescue.com. The Smiths are dependent on the financial support of those who are benefiting from their teaching, preaching, and music ministry. Craig and LaDonna would like to ask you to consider supporting this ministry through your online giving, which you can easily and safely do on the tribalrescue.com website as well. You can also make your gift recurring if you so desire. If you'd like to support Craig and LaDonna, it will help them keep this podcast on the air, help them produce more books and resources, and enable them to continue sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ among people groups around the world. We'll see you next week, dear friends, on another edition of the Indigenous Faith Podcast. Until then, may the Lord richly bless you as you live out your own God-honoring, and biblically-based, Indigenous faith.